You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Geekly Dose. Of course, your number one spot for all things geek. That includes gom- uh, not gomics. Oh, I, gom- I was about to combine comics and games in one word. You know so what? I don't gomics. have a problem. I'm going to play that back. Uh, comics and games, as well as uh, movies. movies and etc. Yeah. and all those types of things. You right? Know, nerdy things, <laughs> nerd stuff, cartoons, yes, comics, yes. games. Uh, my name is Tim Bridgewater. Toys. I'm an actor screenwriter or you can find me at facebook.com ultra playing card <laughs> you can find me at facebook.com slash tim bridgewater two you can also follow me on twitter at uh, tim bridgewater one of course i'm joined my co-host the ever interrupting but yet hilarious mr steven Nocentelli. that's right i'm steven Nocentelli. i was the creator of the comic strip real super which could have been read at oh. real-super.com <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I feel tears coming soon. Yeah. Um, but for now, <laughs> I'm going to do the rundown of what we're going to talk about on today's show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to begin off. Steven's going to have a book review. This yeah, week for that's us. right. I'm going to be talking about The Color of Magic. I thought I'd say that like upbeat. The Color mm. of Magic. You, you have to. Because mm. if, if you say it in a very somber sort of way, it doesn't have the same. The Color of Magic. And see, now it's just frightening. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> okay, and then normally um, we would follow up with a movie review, but I'm going to be 100% honest right here. Uh, I didn't have a chance to watch anything, and if you listen to our last episode two weeks ago, uh, as a part of preview review, there was a trailer that was played for Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, mm-hmm. and I gave it a uh, teaser pleaser. You were all happy about it. I, I was, <laughs> sort of, but what happened was is that I went home... <laughs> And found another trailer for it. You ruined it for yourself. And it is just a major trailer failure. You you ruined it for yes, yourself. Yes, I did. So the Red Band trailer for the film is actually pretty good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the regular trailer just fucking sucks. Yes. So I was like, I'm not even going to waste my money trying to uh, watch that, that film. So sorry, I didn't review that. You know, I, I'm, I didn't watch it, so I can't review it. And I didn't get a chance to do anything else. So for the first time... In the history of Geekly Dose, I'm not going to have anything for the movie review <laughs> segment. But that's okay, right? Because I'm a uh, human and uh, partially. Okay, anyway. I'm making excuses. <laughs> so what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to go straight to preview review for this week. Yeah. And it's going to be a film called The Heat, mm-hmm. which I believe stars Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. So, so not. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Not <laughs> Heat. The, the heat. heat, right? There's right. a very big yeah. difference. Not the Nero's heat. <laughs> not right. heat. Not in the heat of the night. No. Right. Okay. Just or the heat, if you're an asshole. All right. right. Uh, the and then I'm going to hand it over to Stephen, who's going to have a game review. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about a Need for Speed Most Wanted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, uh, Jesse played that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear. And I. I'm probably going to get it soon, so I'll be you interested should. to hear yeah. a lot of the details about it and whether or not I should. I need go to ahead race against you, and you know, what are you trying to whoop say? Whoop you! I need to whoop you in the okay. game. Is what I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Can't whoop me. Uh oh. Geekly dose challenge. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then, of course, we're going to go into the wrap up and talk about uh, the show in two weeks. I got to find out a way to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the show in two weeks. You know, we'll talk about what you can look forward to for that yeah. at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So before we get into all of that, um, wow! So that was that was a very interesting way that you introduced your your comic. 
Yeah. This episode. Explain further. What is I this? Think, uh, I think I'm this gonna past do, tense that you were using. I think I'm gonna do that every week too, just because it's still alive in my heart, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going away forever. But let me break down basically what happened, right? Uh, in order to have something on the internet and to have your own website, mm-hmm. you have to have you know a hosting service, right? Of course. Which generally charges more than just a hundred dollars. You know, for for services, it, it can get quite expensive, mm-hmm. depending on how much uh, you know server usage you have and bandwidth and so forth. And uh, today, actually, was the the deadline for me to renew my hosting for Real Super. Oh. Uh, and I, because of financial situation uh, that I'm currently in, and uh, because I, I really need to save money more than anything, because I am planning to move next year Mm -hmm. uh i am not renewing the real super website (laughs) right that's right cry everybody (laughs) well i'm sorry to hear that well i mean in all fairness look everything on there i have backed up on my computer i'm not losing anything right uh i'm still gonna own the domain name and I mean, I still have an account with my service provider, and I fully planned plan, I fully plan next year at some time to relaunch the comic strip and the website. Uh, it's only going to be gone for a couple months. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You know, this has happened plenty of times with me, and mm-hmm. I know that a lot of times, whenever you stop doing something for a while, it's very hard to go back to it. Do you think that you'll you'll be motivated enough to to bring it back? I think so. I, I kind of have a plan. Uh, you know, I, the comic started in 2009, and I've got uh, a couple hundred strips. And so my plan for next year with the relaunch is to better have a better designed website. And because of the sheer amount of strips I have, instead of just putting everything up on day one, is to every day update one comic strip for the year okay for the whole year every every weekday i should say for that whole year that it starts to have an update so you're going to kind of be uh starting fresh in a way yeah i feel like it's it's an interesting and unique opportunity especially since i didn't exactly have a lot of readers anyway Mm. uh to be able to start over without having to start from scratch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm gonna the idea is that I'm going to update every day with the strip. And then when that runs out, I will have been making comic strips also. Mm-hmm. And then just slowly adjust the update schedule for that. And at the same time, I really want to put a lot more uh, work into the blog section and to actually update that a lot more often than I was. Right. Uh, I, so, yeah, I very much want to almost uh, relaunch and rebrand the website itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, you know, I'm not as upset as I could be about the situation. Yeah, the situation sucks. Uh, but, it, you know, I'm not as upset about it because it's kind of a, a unique opportunity that I have that, I, that I'm going to go for and try something okay. different. I mean, that's it. a positive way of looking at it. You yeah. just kind of like, you know, turn it into a good thing. Yeah. Kind of the rebirth of Real Super. Yeah. Right? I will say as of this recording, I'm pretty sure the website is still up. Uh, today, the 18th of November, uh, which is also a Wii U day, happens to be the, the last day for 
uh, renewing it, I don't know how long it's actually going to take for the website to disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will certainly disappear. Okay, and we actually just pulled it up, so it's still up. It is. So, I don't and know. as a matter of fact, up until uh, I guess for the rest of the year, um, maybe once a week, I will on the Geekly Dose Facebook page uh, be posting some of my favorite comic strips. Okay. Uh, so the Awesome Podcast Network page. Yeah, the Awesome po- Podcast Network page uh, on Facebook. So like us on there, and you can please, you know, get a glimpse at some of the, my favorite strips that I've done uh, until the end of the year. I'm going to be doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks, man. You know, it's it, been a long time. You've been running that site and everything, and I know how it is to have the finances come in and just slap the in your face and yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, it, good thing positivity is going to come out of it. It's going to be reborn. You'll have a new strategy, mm-hmm. and I'll murder anyone who doesn't read it, which is most important. Well, you know what? There are a lot. Of, there are <laughs> six billion people on this planet. That's right. I have six million bullets. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So yeah, be on the lookout. Uh, keep an keep an ear out on this podcast and on the Awesome Podcast Facebook page. Uh, and on my Twitter, which is of course at Steve Nosentelli, I will be providing any updates on the real super situation. Like I said, on the Facebook page, I will be posting, uh, a couple of my favorite strips that I've done up to this point and next year expect, uh, the return of real super better than ever. I would say that's right. That's right. I'm excited about it. It's coming back, kicking ass 2013, the year of real super, right? That's right. All right. It's also the year of a little film called The Pursuit of Red X, which you probably don't know what that is. A lot of you listeners out there, but I'm going to take this time to tell you about what that is. Going from one project to another, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse and I, as well as some of the other uh, our other friends and also Daniel and Trey from 80s Revisited, we've been working on this film for years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least uh, three or four. Not consecutively, or like that. but definitely. Right, yeah. on and off. Uh, called The Pursuit of Red X, which is a uh, musical. It's a dramatic musical. And uh, most recently, we actually have kind of completed it, which is kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's been a very long time. Took a lot of work and, and, and effort and stuff like that. They told us it wouldn't happen. That's right. I don't know who they are. but I, You know what? I said it at one point. <laughs> Stephen told us it couldn't happen. <laughs> we proved them wrong. That's right. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be submitting that to a couple festivals and stuff, and we'll be sure to come back and talk about it more later when we find out whether or not we're accepted and etc. But in the meantime, um, there is a Facebook page that is actually pretty current with some updated new screenshots and stuff like that. So if you go to Facebook and look up the pursuit of red X, uh, it'll be on there and you can check out and see what we've been working on for the past couple of years. Uh, a lot of hard work went to it and we're pretty proud of how it's come out and everything. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that as well as more, projects you can also check out sedgily films on facebook as well also on youtube if you want to see a bunch of other stuff that we've we've done so s-e-i-d-u-l-e films on both youtube and facebook but we'll be back in the future maybe talking about pursuit of red x and just an entire podcast with everyone so any questions or concerns or anything about that will be addressed at that time right yeah
<laughs> so anything else interesting happened to you at around 5 30 a.m this morning or anything yeah like that? about that all right so uh <laughs> i might have mentioned earlier that today is wii u day ah yes uh which of course means nintendo's new console came out today and i'm pretty sure sold out today also uh, but this morning, I woke up bright, bright, bright and early mm-hmm. uh, and waited outside my local Toys R Us to grab a Wii U. And I'm happy to say that I succeeded in that endeavor. Ah. That's right. Unfortunately, because I had work today and now I'm recording this podcast, I have yet to play anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it is hooked up to the television and the controller is charged. Right. So that's a step out of the way right there. That's right. All I have to do is go home and, and turn in the game. Yeah. Hopefully it'll work. But then you can't play because you got to <laughs> race me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you want to race tonight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, game on. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous that I haven't gotten that game yet. <laughs> Looks like... Uh, Soon enough. Well, for any of the listeners out there who will not be able to participate <laughs> or watch the race between me and Jesse, it will be happening sometime tonight. Yeah. Before midnight, absolutely. As mm. he has another job he has to go to. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that, or or don't. I don't know. I don't, you, you you'll never find out what happens <laughs> on the next episode. Yeah, we'll talk about so it. Tell us tell us a little bit more about this Wii U. I mean, I know you haven't got a chance to play it, right? But you did get a couple games. Yeah, I, I picked it. Well, obviously, I got the deluxe uh, Wii U, which is black as opposed to the white. Uh, one so I've got the extra 32 gigabyte storage and uh, it came with Nintendo Land but I also have new Super Mario Brothers U and I picked up Zombie U mm-hmm. uh, from Ubisoft uh, <clears throat> we got two games because Toys R Us today only was also doing a buy one get one half off on Wii U games mm-hmm. and we were like mm-hmm. well let's do that <laughs> uh, and yeah like uh, basically we got home turned it on we downloaded a huge update we Created profiles and connected it to the internet and, you know, did all the rigmarole that, that's necessary in order to get a console nowadays up and running. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I had to leave. So, you know, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know about it next course, time. Of course. Of course. Uh, at the moment, we're looking at uh, some screenshots mm-hmm. where they're comparing the graphics uh, for Arkham City on PS3 versus the graphics on Arkham City on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say PS3 still looks better. Yeah, I'm not I understanding agree. why they're doing this comparison. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to show that it, it's, a, it's a huge improvement from the Wii. Right. Uh, but well, it still no, doesn't compare is, to PS3. I don't know if this is fair. I mean, Batman's wearing different armor in, in these no, two that's, pictures. No, that's the same armor. This is the shiny armor. No, look, you see the V right there. It doesn't exist right there. It's clearly Dude, different. That's the same armor. That's just how much better the PS3 one looks versus look, Wii U. The belt is completely different, too. It's a different outfit. Yeah, this might. Yeah, look at the six pack there. He's got like eight here. And yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's some Wii U specific armor because that armor, if it's different, <laughs> then it doesn't exist in the PS3 version. Well, I know the uh, the Wii U version does have a couple more, uh, like a, an extra features that they've added to it uh, for Batman Arkham City. Not that I have that for the Wii U. I have that for the Xbox 360 because hmm. it came out like a year ago. I wasn't gonna wait to play that game. Of course not. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Even though his face looks better on the PS3. Well, face is the same. I guess. It's a different angle. It's a different lighting. Different angle. Different it's light. not a fair comparison. Well, it's true. They should have put him in the exact same spot in the city. Yeah, got right. the exact same yeah. angle and all that. I mean, the Joker one is probably a better comparison. Just because it yeah. did seem like it was the same picture. But uh, whatever. 
I mean, good for Nintendo. They're coming out with some new shit. Yeah. Interestingly enough, apparently the Wii U is the first home console to come in the box with an HDMI cable. Despite mm, being true. in the age of uh, high definition, yeah. we've always had to scrounge, scour for right. HDMI cables and being over, overcharged for them. And the Wii U actually came with one. That's interesting. Yeah. But I guess at you know, at the time the PS three and Xbox three sixty came out, less people had yeah. HD capable televisions. So they would just come with a regular composite or component cables or whatever. Um that's pretty cool though. Mm-hmm. Um it comes with one controller though, right? Only it one? comes with one controller. But so everything you had to get comes night. with one. We don't got a second one? Not yet, no. Not yet. We've just got the one. Although uh, it's backwards compatible with all of the accessories that came out for the Wii, including all the Wii games. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the anything you downloaded on your Wii, you can also transfer onto the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So uh, even if you lack the finances to get a game when you bought the system, you can still play your old stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, be sure to let us know uh, how it is. And it's <laughs> it's strange that, you know, until you brought it up, I didn't even know this game was out. Like, I don't know. I just, I guess I haven't been watching as much television lately or anything. Sure. So I didn't even realize that we were, you know, it was here. But, uh, okay, cool. All right. Um, so <laughs> I've talked about on a couple of the past episodes, every now and then, uh, Jesse's wife, Melissa, uh, will just give me stuff. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And hey, I'm not complaining about that at all. You know, I don't get stuff. She gave you some stuff, too. All right. Uh, <laughs> just for example, one day I left here with several, uh, like, Classic Ninja Turtles action figures. Sure, why not? I'll take those. Mm-hmm. Uh, several Hero Clicks um, comics. There's a Dragon Ball Z comic that she gave me. But I have to say, what I got the last time I was here, I had to take the ultimate cake. <laughs> Apparently, at some point, she came across uh, just a kind of a homemade replica of the white Power Ranger outfit. Sure. Like the, the original <laughs> one. Right. Tommy Oliver. Tommy's, right. right. And she gave it to me. And it consisted of the uh, the chest shield, um, the the bands that would go around the wrists and the bands that would go around the ankles, as well as the belt. Um, now, it's not the most impressive looking thing. And I think she got it for really cheap or something like that. But it's still pretty cool. You know, that's always been my favorite Power Rangers. So to have that is pretty sweet because I've always owned his little dagger, Saba. Mm. So now it's kind of like all I need is a helmet. <laughs> and maybe like a white jumpsuit or something and I'll you know I'll have basically the entire uh outfit. Nerd. Yes. <laughs> extremely. Now, you know, since I got that, I, I found myself I'm saying, well let me just go on the internet and at least look up the helmets to see what kind of helmets are out there. Oh yeah, okay. And there are these people that make these phenomenal replicas and honestly those are the only ones that i saw i didn't even mm-hmm. see. I was like maybe I, you I don't know, even I have like a cheap halloween decent, costume no, helmet. Like cuz you know When's the last time this stuff was really popular, right? Like now, I don't even know if you can get a Halloween costume. So people make like the actual really good helmets and they're like 300, 400 bucks. And I'm like, I don't have that much money to spend on a helmet and it may not even fit around my hair. I don't know, you know, (laughs) but uh, make your own. You know, there, there are also instructions on the Internet on how to do that, but I don't have the time or patience for that. Whatever. (laughs) I'll just pay Jesse to do it. Yeah, I'll just pay him to do it since he likes to make elaborate things but uh if i could just in my lifetime acquire a very nice replica of the white and the green ranger power ranger suits i think i'd be a pretty happy guy <laughs> That's I, would, I would think that would be a pretty happy guy and there are these guys i saw this 
this guy who has a YouTube channel. Um, he just he just owns like both of the suits, so he just makes like these little silly short films and stuff using them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looks very good. I mean, it's just amazing how uh, accurate these people are actually able to get these these costumes to look. You know, when compared to the original and stuff like that. So. I don't know what I'm going to do with that costume. I mean, you know, Halloween's over. Uh, <laughs> there is a comic con coming up near here soon, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. Well, you don't the need the, the show. I mean, if you dressed up and went somewhere, you wouldn't, you don't need the helmet per right. se. You like if you were at a comic con, yeah. they would recognize. They would, but you know, going you on. know that everyone would be like, dude, where's the helmet? Yeah. You know, and it just wouldn't be. And then you smack him with Saba and you run <laughs> off. <laughs> So I got to get a helmet. If anybody, if any of our listeners out there have any kind of good suggestion that might be a little more cheaper, if any of you actually happen to be someone who makes these kinds of things and would like to, I don't know, trade some type of publicity or a spot or interview on the show or we have capabilities here of lots of things Mm -hmm. that we can do to help you out. You can make a cheap one. Get like a paper bag, uh, some white paint (laughs) and some scissors. And that, like have the entire costume look good except for the bag helmet, <laughs> and, that, and that's that's kind of part of the reason why I'm you know extra hesitant to buy one of these helmet replicas mm. because the helmet would look so fantastic, but then the rest of it wouldn't look as well as good. So yeah. I'm kind of like you know whatever I, I'll just skip that and, unless I come across something that's a good a good deal. But uh, there were a couple of sites that you can get everything for like eight hundred, you know, and like, like the whole costume, like the whole thing, like really you know, tailored to the way your body works and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, you know, an actual, actual replica. But So that means if you have $800, you too can be a fat Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, I don't know. One day, one day. When, when I start finally, hopefully, getting the big bucks rolling, rolling in, I'll just start buying that kind of shit just because mm-hmm. I'm able to do it. But Yeah, and then you're going to go Baroque. <laughs> you're going to be Baroque like a cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> like a time period in the yeah. 1800s uh but yeah i just you know i just want to mention that because it, for one thing it's extremely geeky and we do a geek podcast and mm-hmm. secondly it's pretty cool it's pretty cool and actually that picture right there the green ranger that cool one is my uh, wallpaper on my computer at work oh, okay. <laughs> because Good i think the podcast yeah. just gets, i mean the <laughs> i love that i love that so much um, it's a really cool one the green ranger has the green candle in front of him and it's mm-hmm. kind of like stylized and stuff so Okay, so now when the candle burns out, mm-hmm. what happened? Like, what, he did he die or turn evil or lose his power? Yeah, yeah, I could just, never keep track. <laughs> he lost his power. It was like, of course, Rita Repulsa created the Green Ranger. She, like, stole one of the old power coins yeah. or something like that. But his power only lasted as long as the green candle lasted. So once it burned out, he lost his power. Okay. I so, was never. Yeah. I, was, I was like, okay, so is he going to die or... <laughs> Is he no, gonna it was just the turn abilities. evil again. There was always the that risk of him turning evil again, like at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, no, nah, just don't be a dick. And he was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I have complete control over how I behave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that said, I'm actually about to start working on my old script again, the Power Rangers script, because just when I was, I got that outfit, and then I was looking up stuff, and it just kind of renewed my uh, my my passion for that project. So. If you want to look out for that, Hollywood, Power Rangers, the movie coming soon. Well, I don't know, but, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Works for me. Okay. So at this point, then I'm going to hand it over to Steven. He's going to begin his uh, his ultimate review of a book. Yeah. 
The color of magic. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> the color of magic. Keep up, man. All right, so the book I'm reviewing today is uh, The Color of Magic, which is the first book in the Discworld series. Uh, it was created and written by Mr. Terry Pratchett back in 1983. Uh, it is a kind of a comedic fantasy novel. Uh, and I will immediately answer the question that, what that is on everyone's mind as to what is the color of magic, uh, because that's not really spoilers at all. It's got to be completely hypothetical. Yes, it is. Actually. <laughs> uh, the color red or symbolic. The color is called octarine, which is kind of a greenish, yellowish purple. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know. And then what? I was, I got really like confused i was like all right greenish yellowish purple and i looked it up and apparently because of the way our eyes uh see the visible uh color spectrum of light uh these particular combination of greenish yellowish purple uh to us would just look like a grayish brown like mardi gras yeah but if you have wizard eyes Uh, you can actually detect this uh undetectable eighth color on the color spectrum which is Octarine. Okay, that's a pretty cool uh, way to tie that in. Sure. Uh, so basically the the premise of this first book, uh, which I also have to warn anyone who hearing the review gets interested in this whole Discworld thing, uh, the series is like 40 some odd books long. So unless you've got Ouch. a lot of time and money on your hands, you're probably never going to get through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> unless you started reading back in 1983, in which case you're completely caught up and I have nothing more to tell you. Uh, but if you didn't, uh, the book centers around two characters. Uh, there's an old wizard named Rincewind and uh, his traveling companion uh, that you meet at the beginning of the book named Two Flower. Now... To, uh, disc, the, it, it takes place in uh, the disc world, so let me break this down for you first. Uh, the disc world is a flat world uh, in the shape of a disc. It is circular. It sits atop four uh, giant elephants who stand atop a giant cosmic turtle that flies around space. Fair enough. Just yeah, like our world. Just like our Exactly. Just like our world. <laughs> I mean, you can tell... Uh, the book is completely ridiculous, like in an intelligent way, of course. Like, I mean, it, it works to the humor of the book, like mm-hmm. all of the completely ridiculous stuff that uh, Mr. Pratchett makes up for it. And I appreciate it because it's, it's also very like fresh and original when you hear these things. Like, you've never heard this before. Right, right. So it's like it's, it, it makes it interesting. It's not like the same tired cliches. And he, he, he comes to the, this... Uh, like magic and fantasy kind of differently. It's not like your typical, you know, dungeon crawling Lord of the Rings type story. The world itself takes place in kind of a postmodern, uh, if I, if I had to place, uh, where their world exists technology wise in comparison to ours, I would say it's just before the automobile, you know, it's not like medieval fantasy, but at the same time, it still has, fantasy tropes you know it still has you know wizards and magic and trolls and goblins and stuff like that it just happens to be in a slightly more modern setting uh anyway the basic premise of the book is uh this character two flower comes from a continent uh on a different side of the disc than uh rincewind and and where the book actually takes place and he is uh more or less a tourist he is an insurance agent who lives a very boring life, saved up 
a very small amount of money and decided to uh, take a tour of the disc, uh, only to find out that when he lands in uh, Ankh-Morpork, which is the name of the city that the book starts out in, uh, his his meager wages, where he comes from, is a fortune to other people. Mm-hmm. And so he is in, completely ridiculously rich uh, and employs Rincewind, who is a coward and a bumbling wizard who only knows one spell that he never uses uh, to show him around the disc. And they get into some pretty interesting and wacky adventures. And it's kooky. all, yeah, it's kooky. It's funny. They have invisible dragons. And, bunny. and uh, oh. you know, they're on top of a giant turtle. What's not, what's not to like? Hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm lost. Okay. But that's just. I mean, I fully expect you to. That, it's yeah. These these um uh, these these books that takes that takes place in these huge like universes yeah. and like with all these, I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah. you know, it's a like in all fair, like reading <laughs> reading this first book. Uh, I read it on my Kindle, which we've talked about before. But as I read it, I also had on my computer or like on my phone a map of the disc world. Just because it is, you know, it's a fantasy world and that he's mapped out. And so, you know, he'll say that they went to some location and I'll look at the map and like, all right, you know, it gives you a better idea. It's like reading Lord of the Rings and flipping to the yeah. the book sleeve to see what the map of Middle Earth looks like. Just so you can keep track of where they are. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and like I said, there are 40 some odd books. And because of the the way that he treats the uh, the book, it's kind of broken up into different series is the books will follow different main characters and so technically like if you only wanted to follow Rincewind and two flower on their adventures you would only actually have to read like eight of the books uh which of course you would have to then go online to figure out the timeline that the books take place in if you want to read it in the correct order but that's just because (laughs) you know it came out in the 80s originally and there's so many books you just have to look up you know where to start proper Mm -hmm. i decided like you know like i'd heard of this series before you know and i'd known the disc world and the flying elephant uh and turtle and all that stuff (laughs) um and i was like you know what let me look into this and and so i looked into it and i saw how many books there were and I, i realized this was a completely daunting task that i would never be able to complete but i might as well read the first book if I were to start anywhere. And so that's, this is the first book that he came out with. And it also happens to be the first book, uh, in the timeline, if there is one, you know, of the chronology of the books plot wise. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to start here. So I guess the next question is, are you going to read all of them? I have the second book already. What about the other? No, I don't have those yet. (laughs) I think it depends now. Okay. And this is, this is, it's not a spoiler warning, but this is a warning to anyone that wants to read this book and isn't sure if they want to read the second book or not. Uh, the book ends on a huge cliffhanger and doesn't have a true conclusion. And so you kind of need to then pick up the second book, which then starts exactly where this one ended. Uh, which is completely unfair because I wasn't expecting it and things were getting very exciting. Oh, so they don't even try to attempt to give you any kind of... And then the book ended in this... Solution at the end. It's just kind of like... No, it literally it, just stops to it, be continued. Yeah, like literally, like, they are on the run by the end of the book. Uh, and it stops just as you think maybe they escaped, but in a ridiculous way that might also be their death. You know, and it's <laughs> like, to be continued... <laughs> It's like, that's not fair at all. <laughs> I, you can't just read this one book. You have to read the first two. Like, I, I don't even see why at this point they se- wouldn't sell them in a set. 
like these first two mm-hmm. books. Like just put them all in one. Or maybe the second one's going to end on a continued <gasps> note as well. And, and it's just all of them are going to do yeah. that. <laughs> I don't. I, I would hope not because I don't have time or money to buy and read forty three books. How yeah. did you uh, come upon this book? I'm the Discworld. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't really know how it came upon it because I already knew that the Discworld was a series that existed and I already knew what it looked like, the world itself and the flying turtle. Um, And it really was just, I had finished reading some other book that for some reason escapes me at the moment and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to read and uh, I almost started reading the... um, Game of Thrones books, uh, Song mm. of Fire and Ice, or Ice and Fire. I don't know the correct order to say these things. Uh, because someone else that, that I know uh, is started reading that. And I actually borrowed the Blu-rays uh, from a friend of mine because I, w- I was interested in watching the show. So I wanted to read something. And I knew I wanted to read something kind of fantasy. Okay. But then I looked at the <laughs> Game of Thrones book, and it's like a 1,000 pages. And I read very slow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to finish this in a reasonable enough time to also watch the first season of the show, you know, uh, which I, I did start watching in all fairness. But then I was like, well, I do want to read something. And, and I, I didn't really want to read Lord of the Rings at the time. And, and I don't know. I was just searching my mind for some like fantasy thing. And I came across uh, I was like, hey, what's this Discworld thing? And I, I was like, well, I'm not reading Riverworld or Ringworld or whatever it's called. I'm going to look up Discworld. And uh, it seems... It, not only it seemed interesting, but it seemed to only have 300 some odd pages and I knew I could finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I decided to give it a go. And people like I looked up what people thought about the series online and, you know, a lot of people really like it. And he's gone on for, you know, 30 years now writing these books. And so I decided, all right, I'm going to read it. And yes, for anybody wondering, I did also uh, watch the 2008 Color of Magic uh, I was going to ask Tim like, Curry Come on. with Tim Curry. I was going to ask if they had adapted this to a film or something. They did. Uh, apparently back in, well, I know the Discworld uh, stories themselves. Uh, it's not, their adaptations aren't new in terms of film and like video games even. Uh, but it's mostly like a British thing. We don't really get a lot of that in the States. And this I had to look up on uh, Netflix. It had uh, The Color of Magic. I will Streaming? also... Yeah, streaming. Ooh. Yeah, so I watched it. I will also, and it has a great cast: yeah, Sean yeah, Astin, Tim Curry, Jeremy Irons, Christopher, Christopher Lee, Lee uh, playing the voice of Death in the movie. Uh, like it, it has a great cast, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch it." But now I have another huge warning that also <laughs> prompted me to immediately read the second book, which is while the first book ends on a cliffhanger, the movie goes into the second book because it ah, needs a conclusion. Sure. And so I was like, oh, everything's being spoiled for me now that I'm watching this. But also, uh, I'm not too worried about it because they left out so much from the first book. And they've already left out a huge chunk of what I've read in the second book already that, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to still get, you know, fresh, you know, like, story from reading it. It's right. not completely ruined. I, even though I know the, the basic outline of the major plot points of the second book because they covered it in the two-part Color of Magic uh, series. Uh, it's still reading the book. I, I can tell reading the book right now. It's like, it's it's going to be fine. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not completely ruined on it. Okay. Well, that's... Um, I, I'd be more likely to watch the TV show. Yeah, right? I recommend <laughs> it. Just, I just do that rather than watch books. Yeah. I mean, uh, watch books. books. <laughs> watch books, yeah. Well, you can watch books now. 
I mean, yeah. 2012. This is true. This is true. You can listen to them. I mean, they have audio books. Right. You can listen to them. Uh, I will say I completely recommend the book, uh, The Color of Magic, because it was fun. It was funny. Uh, his uh, style of writing is is really interesting, and there's a lot of elements that I'd never come across before that made the book interesting. Uh, the movie itself coming from the book wasn't as good, but I could judge it on its own merit, and I would say it is worth watching if you're interested in this world that they've created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, I, it's just, like I said earlier with me, like, you know, getting into these huge... Mm. I did see all the Lord of the Rings films, but I would have never read the books. Sure. Just because I just, it's hard for me to really get into these huge, well, you, fantastical worlds. I'm not a book stuff like Well, that. you see the. Uh, I used to read books all the time, like when I was younger, but now it's just like, I can't even really. You'll see the Hobbit movies, though, right? Uh, Sure. Probably. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. I did see, like I said, the Lord of the Rings trilogy mm. or whatever, so I probably will see it. Not in the theater. Yeah. Because it's just not really my cup of tea. I will, you know what? I will once again say, though, that because I read it on my Kindle, uh, I felt it was kind of easier and more convenient Mm -hmm. for me to read just because of, I don't know, my lifestyle and because I also have the Kindle on my phone, the app. uh, And since they sync with each other, if I'm like at work or in my car, just bored somewhere, I can still read, Mm -hmm. you know, and catch up where I was. So it didn't take me as long to read the book as as it probably could have if I just had, like, a physical copy of it that I had to either carry with me or only read, you know, at home. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, If you're interested in The Color of Magic, um, you can get it on Kindle, right? Yes. Um, You could also, I'm sure, find it at your local bookstore. You think so? Well, yeah. It's (laughs) It's an old book. It's an old book. It's a pretty successful series overall. I don't see no, he meant, that. can you find a bookstore? Oh, well, <laughs> there might be a bookstore in your town if it's a big enough town. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Or you can, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. Or, or you might pull up to where you thought there was eBay. a bookstore right. and find uh, a hobo uh, with a that j- book. Starbucks. I was going to say a Joanne Fabrics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that is the case yeah. for uh, uh, Books a Million. Or... Uh, and H&H Greg, which apparently is a store oh, that that's exists. that's where it went. Okay. Yeah. That that's what Borders was. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Borders isn't there anymore? Nope. Son of a bitch. I know. Currently in, in our town, the only real bookstores are the Barnes & Nobles. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's still the other books a million, right? Or did they both? The one, there's the yeah, one there's I used to work at. Oh, yeah. Then there's the there's one on, uh, over there. I don't know. I never drive over there. I think it's still yeah. there. It's probably still like there. Like Segan Marketplace or whatever. It's probably there. still there. Yeah. In any case, bookstores are dying. time is limited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The age of digital. I mean, these reading devices are so... Like, Kindles nowadays are $60. Mm -hmm. And then the apps are free. Like, there's... Like, really, there's no reason for you to not consider reading digitally, at least. You know, Mm -hmm. consider it. So, yeah, I mean, the... It's it's sad to say, but um, most people's uh, print libraries in the future aren't going to be that large. They're going to mm-hmm. have digital libraries of everything, even movies and games. Like that's just the way things are going. Scary thought. Yep. Scary thought. Okay. No one needs all that paper. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got time for that. Okay. Very nice review there, sir. From me, the color of magic. Uh, that's right. Look that up if you're interested in reading and checking it out, and and then starting a brand new journey with a less familiar, I would say, saga. Sure. Okay. Well, at this point, we're going to go on over to a preview review. We're going to check out this trailer for uh, The Heat, I believe. Oh, The Heat. Oh, boy. 
Releasing on April 5th, 2013. This movie is from Paul Feig. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. <laughs> he did the um, the Bridesmaids movie, which has mixed <clears throat> reviews. It was all right. To say the least, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's starring Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy, Marlon Wayans, Michael Rappaport. I don't know who that guy in the middle is. Demian Bashir? Sure. Sounds oh, okay. familiar. All right. <laughs> anyway, uptight. It's an action comedy. Yes, action comedy. Okay. Uptight and straight-laced. FBI Special Agent Sarah Ashburn, mm. played by Sandra Bullock, is a methodical investigator with a reputation for excellence. Hyper arrogance. I'm guessing Melissa McCarthy's playing the bumbling sidekick. Of course. <laughs> really? It's the other guys all over again. But let me it? read the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon Mullins, one of Boston's PD's finest, and they put that in quotation marks, is foul-mouthed and has a very short fuse. Uses her good instinct and street smarts to catch the most elusive criminals. Neither has ever had a partner or a friend for that matter. Of course not, because why would they? Of course. So they're going to buddy him up and take down some drug Do you lords. think uh, Sandra Bullock is going to say, I'm too old for this shit? At yes. some point, <laughs> yeah. The movie. We're just gonna borrow a bunch of elements from other movies. Yeah. So, based on everything you've heard here, do you think it's a <laughs> trailer failure or teaser pleaser? You know, it's it's tricky because, mm. like I said, immediately reminds me of the other guys with uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Like, they kind of sound like the same premise, and then it. Which I hated that movie, by the way. Yeah. And then also kind of reminds me of 21 Jump Street, which also kind of had the same fucking premise, too, with like one of them being like foul mouth and the other one being the well, smarter the, one. You know, the problem is <laughs> after the 80s, uh, all of the buddy cop movie plot points have been taken. It's true. Yep. So. It's true. But uh, what's unique about this is that it's women this time. Yes. And two really good actors, mm-hmm. actresses in the roles. But I just don't know if that's enough mm-hmm. for it to be unique enough. Sure. You know? Sure. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. What do you say? You know, I'm going to go based on my experience with Bridesmaids and based on my experience with more recent uh, Buddy Cop Fair. And I'm going to say Trailer Failure because so far those things have not, like recently, they just haven't have not been impressive. No, haven't you. been impressive at all. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm kind of leaning toward that way because I wasn't as pleased with bridesmaids mm-hmm. and uh i think back to uh miss congeniality like, sure that was the I first thing those, that was so. the first thing i thought of yeah when it was like she's every agent i'm like all right yeah but, <laughs> they, but those movies were pretty good too though so it's like are they it's weird yeah i mean i've only seen the first one mm. there's those there was a second one I there was yeah but uh i don't know it's tough because i really like the actors but the premise is kind of a pain mm-hmm. um but for right now i'm gonna go with trailer failure because I'm right. just not that excited. Two well, failures maybe, predicted. Maybe they can uh, persuade us otherwise. Hopefully. Hopefully. Let's find out. This is the trailer just released today for The Heat. Sir, I don't understand. I've closed more cases than any agent here. You are a solid agent, but you're not a team player. None of the other agents like you. Of course not. My three count. One, two. Unbelievable. You got a situation in Boston. I'm sending you up. FBI, we recently got intel that you brought in a dealer, Terrell Rojas. Hey, look who's here! Detective Mullins isn't back from lunch yet. I'm sure you won't mind. Well, he's a she. Oh, it's on! <laughs> She's crazy! Fast, die young, bad 
girls get with I'm Special Agent Sarah Ashburn. Are you about to be interrogated by an officer? I am an officer, and that's my perp. Could you just close the door on the way out? I'll shut the door on you. Will you lay down here, put your head in the door, and I'll slam it about 157,000 times. Oh, girl, you better run. I'm going to make you bend over, and I'm going to reach up into your pocket and get the keys to your house. And then I'm going to drive there and stab you with your own badge. That's what I'm going to do. Let's loosen that up. Surprise! Come on, man! Bull in China shop. What part of out do you not understand? You want to go out? We'll take you out. I can't hold you. All right, let's pull him up. Come on. No, wait. I'm not getting anywhere, really. I can't lift him up. Ah. He's all right, right? The, the, the metal car broke his fall? That was pretty awesome. killing us out there. You don't fit in. I am a federal agent. What are those? They're spanks. They're spanks. They just hold everything together. Why? What's gonna come popping out? MIA on the commercial, I'm guessing. That's what it sounded like. Of course, yeah. Oh, She's in man. a lot of these. Hmm. Hmm. That was silent. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to just let it soak all in and try to, get, <laughs> try to really get a good grasp of it. Sure, sure. You know, the, the trailer started off very impressive because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's nice to see Sandra Bullock in a comedic sort of role again because she was always very good at that and she started doing more dramatic stuff. You know, you kind of miss that side of her a little bit. And I do miss that, but also at the same time what I'm getting from Melissa McCarthy is kind of the same stuff we got in Bridesmaids. Yeah. Like it's it seems just like the she's just, same role. She's just literally yeah. going to be the comic relief mm-hmm. more so you know and i don't know if i want that i mean of course she's funny yeah but her lines the points in this trailer that they tried to make were supposed to be funny just weren't no. that funny from her it was you know what i felt like when i was watching the trailer i felt like i was watching a movie where everyone was following a script and then they just let uh, McCarthy just say whatever that she wanted to. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that actually occurred. Yeah, and it's like, all right, but I mean... Well, okay. I think the idea was made before the script. Yeah. It's, it's like, you're going to be this Boston cop that just mouths off. Okay, yeah. we can write that. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, give me three days. Yeah, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> yeah, think about how easy how easy that was to type. You know, like Sandra Bullock. You know, they write her dialogue. Melissa yeah. McCarthy says whatever she wants. Like, <laughs> just there's a lot of blank spaces in the script because it's just improvising. You know, they, they came up with a plot outline and that was it. Yeah, yeah. If that's the best that they chose to put in this trailer, mm. it's, it's. I'm yeah. staying with trailer failure. Yeah. Uh, it's. it's uh... It's a challenge. Yes. <laughs> because I, I want to like it and, and honestly I do want to see it, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stick with trailer failure because the trailer itself mm-hmm. isn't really gonna win me over. But it's I still garbage. wanna see it just because well I like both of these actors. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with trailer failure on that as well. All right. That one's yeah. for you, the heat. <laughs> Send us your You know what is a good movie though? Heat. Yes, that is true. Should we watch a trailer for that? No. The Al Pacino one, right? If the trailer has... Uh, There's another one called Heat also. If the length of the trailer is at all related to the length of the I movie... Know, it's a very long movie. <laughs> then we've been watching that trailer all night. Yeah. So send us your thoughts on the Heat, geeklydose at gmail.com. 
I'll turn it back over to you guys. That's the preview review. Yes, it is. All right. All right. Well, you know, I don't know. Sometimes we watch these things. Yeah, that made sense. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes we watch these and very, very few times I think have I just gotten very mixed emotions about it. This is one of those. Mm. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I feel your pain. We will see. You know, I feel your pain. Okay. So on that note, uh, I don't know about anybody else. Okay. But I kind of have a need for speed right now. No. Like, is this feeling weird the need? feeling? You're it, feeling the need? I don't know. I'm having hot flashes. Is that? Uh, no. Is that not a symptom? Um, hot, does your urine burn? Yes. Okay. That is actually syphilis. Shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, but that's treatable. Who would have thought the symptoms of syphilis and luckily, need for speed would be so I mean, your skin similar. hasn't started uh, looking blotchy yet, so it's still treatable okay. and curable. Uh, but that is not at all related to the need for speed. God freaking darn it. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, in, in, at any rate, you should mm-hmm. probably... You're going to do a review on it? I am. Okay. Let me introduce that. Let's see if, let's <laughs> see if that'll change my need okay you'll still have syphilis though damn <laughs> i don't can't, really have syphilis can't cure that disclaimer i do not really have syphilis thank you uh, all right so uh <laughs> i'm of course reviewing need for speed most wanted a criterion game because that's kind of technically part of the title but it is just need for speed most wanted created by criterion games uh published by electronic arts or ea and of course it came out not too recently october 30th of 2012, I, I just had to look down to see what year it was. <laughs> uh, 2012. Uh, and of course, uh, I got the game, and I played it. And I'm pretty sure Jesse did too. But first, yes. I'm going to break down some of the uh, bits and pieces of the game before we go into a little conversation about it. So the basic premise of the game is that you are a street racer. You're dropped into an open world. They created this city called Fairhaven for you to drive around and get into illegal activities in. Uh, And, of course, you are constantly pestered by the police department. And when I say constantly, I mean constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, anybody looking for a great Need for Speed game, and I'm putting this uh, in bold. If you're looking for a good Need for Speed game... This is not the game that you want to play. However, if you're looking oh. for if you're looking for a really good racing game, I recommend Need for Speed Most Wanted. I what actually the, do. I mean, this has always been my idea of the Need for Speed. I was introduced in the first Most mm-hmm. Wanted, so that's why I've always been a fan of it. I got the other Need for Speed, like uh, Hot Pursuit. Yeah. And they had the police in there. It's just like straight tracks. So I hated the no free yeah. roam thing. So this is what I prefer when yeah. I look at a Need for Speed title. The thing with... Uh, you know, before Criterion started doing this, uh, the Need for Speed games were, I, would, I wouldn't say slower, but they definitely had more of a... Uh, Need for slow. No, they definitely <laughs> had more of a focus on uh, story and customization of your vehicles. Yes. Uh, both of which are completely out. I know. Of this game. I don't like that. Yes. Uh, in fact... The reason I say that this isn't a Need for Speed game is because, if anything, this is a burnout game. I agree. Because that's the series that Criterion used to do before they started doing the last two Need for Speed games. And if anything, this game is a sequel to Burnout Paradise because that was the last Burnout game that Criterion made. And the reason I say that this is a sequel to that because it was also an open world game. Hmm. Uh, It had the same, you know, pull up to a spot for the race and burn your tires for it to start. 
It had the same uh, sandbox multiplayer. And even though it didn't have cops, uh, and this is one of the negative points that I had for this game in comparison to Burnout Paradise, many times I was driving around Fairhaven and I realized I've taken this turn before. <laughs> they, they literally uh, took parts of Paradise City and wow. reskinned them. For Fairhaven, like there are literally parts of the map that are identical in terms of the layout of the road. That you know, me out. obviously, like for instance, uh, we're watching a video right now, and there's a part uh, in the city where there is a bridge with kind of an overhang and two jumps on both sides with billboards, which they also had billboards in Burnout Paradise. Mm -hmm. And that section of bridge is identical to that same section of bridge from Burnout Paradise. I've done those jumps before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I've and been here. That is literally the my biggest uh, flaw and disappointment with the game is that if you are a Burnout fan, as I am, I'm a huge Burnout fan, which is... And not so much a huge Need for Speed fan, but that's why I wanted this game, because I, I like the Burnout series so much, and I hmm. really enjoyed Burnout Paradise. I, that was probably my favorite racing game of this generation, uh, up until I played this game, because I really like this game. But um, I was kind of familiar with the layout of that city. And so, yeah, my biggest complaint with this game is, as I was driving around, I realized, oh, I've 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 turned this street before. <laughs> <laughs> it looks different. But it's not that different. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of a disappointment for me. Hmm. You know, it was like, they, well, I don't think they were being lazy because so much of this game is polished. And, and I mean, like, when you look at this game, it looks so good. It does. It like, does. it looks it like actual footage of, like, a city. And they do these interesting uh, little, I don't know if you would call them cutscenes, but they do these interesting little intros to all of the events where they, like, highlight certain parts of the city and it just looks so beautiful yeah. and that's kind of part of why i was so disappointed at the repetition in terms of some of the intersections in the streets mm. yeah but cities do look alike yeah <laughs> cities do look alike then there's that you yeah. know most cities have grid-like <laughs> street uh, layouts <laughs> anyway yeah. you're not yeah. really gonna get that much you know uniqueness but you know the city is pretty fleshed out there's lots of places to explore in fairhaven mm -hmm. uh you know you're in that you they have the deep like downtown city area they have parks they have mountains they have a beach they have all kinds of uh tunnels and overpasses and things that in a real city wouldn't actually geographically all be in that same locations <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. wow how do they have all of these land features <laughs> Like Springfield on The Simpsons yeah. just has like everything like, in it. Like how is this at all possible? A volcano, a river, a bridge. Exactly. But uh, anybody looking for a solid racing game, I, I I recommend this game. I do. There are some interesting things that you have to get used to. Like for instance, there's no real uh, menu system. They have what they call free uh, easy drive, yeah. which is just you use the control pad to you know select the, uh, cars and races and modify things. Uh, and it's interesting in theory because in theory it allows you to modify things on the fly. Like, for instance, oh, I'm in a, a, car, a cop chase and my tires got blown out. I can switch out to the, the auto, like, repair tires. Mm -hmm. The problem is, even though in theory that works on the fly, in actual practice it doesn't because you're looking yeah. at the menu and so you're crashing into everything. <laughs> 
Yeah, it doesn't slow down at all. No, it doesn't at going all. Going full speed. So it, it's just, <laughs> all right. I, a menu. Yeah. It, and then when I said uh, earlier about how the cops are constantly on your tail, they are caught. Con- you will spend more time running from the cops than you will doing anything else in this game. I don't know. I don't have that problem. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had that problem big time, especially when it came to races that involved police chases. Because yeah. when the race was over, the police were still they chasing still chase, you. Yeah. That's how it should be. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. But I've, I felt a lot of times playing this game that it was just easier to get busted and get it over with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I saw your pursuit score. It's only like 2,000. <laughs> it's not very high. No, no. It was like, all right, like I would do... Uh, pl- it was like after the first police chase that... Uh, not the first one I did, but the first one that took like 15 minutes and it didn't end... Because I was still in, like, a, a vehicle that I hadn't, you know, upgraded mm-hmm. to have, you know, more interesting features. And I was like, wow, this is, it was fun and now it's annoying. And so it was like, all right, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to have to just get busted uh, between races if I want to actually get things accomplished. Well, you know, with that easy drive thing, you could just switch and go to the next race. Well, yeah, I know. Mid, mid-pursuit. But you can't jump, Surely. you can't jump into a race that you haven't started. That's true. That's you true. you can only jump into a race if you fail to race and the cops are in your tail. Yeah, that's convenient because you can, you can do just is jump in that same race that uh-huh. doesn't have the cops and, and then, then cancel it. it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess, but ultimately, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I didn't mind all the driving around to find. I don't have a problem with cops. I like them. I like them always being on my tail. Well, there you go. I guess we're we're different. I pursued like fifty five thousand. So. I made sure to keep that one really high. Well, I'll have to work on that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, another interesting thing is the uh, the method in which you unlock vehicles in the game. They're literally every yeah. car in the game. Find them. Every car in the game is available at the start. They're just hidden in the city. Mm-hmm. And so, what it leads to is this weird, uh, like mixture of emotions to where you find a new car. Oh, I want to drive it, but it's not upgraded. So you want to yeah. also stick with the car you're doing. And so this, there's this conflict of like, well, do I switch to the car? And then if you get lucky and find a really awesome car, like when you first start playing the game, there's no reason to ever switch to another car unless you want <laughs> to right. work on that car. Right. So each one has different races though. Yes. That are each one has different it. races. And I will say because of, uh, the way that the vehicles are available to you, mm-hmm. uh, they do a, a very interesting and, in my opinion, smart thing and give you a completely different predetermined list of cars available in the multiplayer. Right. You know, so there's not this, well, I know where the really good car is secretly hidden, so I'm going to dominate in multiplayer. No, when you start the multiplayer, you start more or less in cheaper cars that you have to then work on your multiplayer score to unlock better ones. And I appreciate that because of the way the cars are unlocked in this game. I think if they were unlocked in a more traditional manner, it wouldn't need that wouldn't need to be the case. Right. But I mean, overall, the game is fun. I highly enjoy it. I don't know if I like it more than Burnout Paradise, which I have to draw immediate uh, comparisons to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I hope they keep with the updates for this game, like they did for Paradise, because Paradise started out very small, like this game. Uh, but they added chunks of the city. They added more vehicles. They added motorcycles after a while. Like they added a lot of stuff to that game. That I I really hope that they give this game the same treatment. Right. And see, my comparison is Need for Speed Black, uh, mm-hmm. the most wanted one. And they had the actors in it. Like Elijah Dushku was in it. She was like the main chick. And then 
each of the most wanted people, they weren't just cars like they are in this one. They were actual actors with cars, you know, yeah. like you would see them in their car as you're starting the race and stuff like that. So it felt like you were more part of this world, whereas this is just a list and you just go down the list. Exactly. And, eh. <laughs> yeah. It's... I much prefer, like, uh, a face to an enemy. Yeah. The, uh, the thing with this game is it is entirely uh, dependent and reliant on you wanting to look for things. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is no actual structure or story. Like, if you don't feel like driving around and looking for things, then you're not going to like this game because they don't give you anything. Right. You know? And, like, even to start a race, like I said, you can't jump into a race unless you've yeah, you gotta find it done first. it before. You have to find it first. So you have to put it on your radar, and you have to drive to a start location, and then, you know, and, like... You have to get caught by the cops while you're driving there. You can't start the race while you're being chased by the cops. So you have to lose the cops, and then you start the race. Like, there's a lot of, like, looking for things. They Sky- don't Skyrim rules. Yeah, they don't <laughs> give anything to you. Yeah. But at the same time, I like that they don't give anything to mm-hmm. you. Because I was, when I was driving around the city of Fairhaven in my, you know, crazy race cars that I found, I did want to drive around and find things. Yeah, yeah, I like driving around. Yeah, like, I didn't have a problem. And I will... Now point out the best thing about this game, which is the the way they've seamlessly integrated multiplayer into single player. So anybody yes. that doesn't know about uh, the uh, about the multiplayer features for this game, uh, they basically do this thing to where everything that you and your friends do are all recorded. Mm-hmm. All of your top speeds at certain intersections, uh, how far you jumped when you went through a billboard, your race completion times your cop chases, everything. It's all recorded and then shared amongst your friends uh, so that while you're driving around, you're constantly being pestered <laughs> by the high scores of everybody else. Yep. So it kind of compels you to like, oh, my, they passed this speed camera at 200 miles per hour. How do I do that? I need to find a faster car. Yep. I need to upgrade it. I need to get a higher score than this person. And I think that's the, the most interesting thing because of the lack of structure uh, that a more traditional game would have, it needed that extra like nudge to keep you playing. Exactly, and I really appreciated that they did that. Unfortunately, I only have one person, which is you, <laughs> yes, to compete against, and I've got plenty of records you need to break. Yes, yeah, well, I haven't played in a enough. couple of days. Oh you man, too soon enough. Yeah, hopefully, I'll take you both Maybe. down anyway. But possibly. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ran into any bugs? Um, what do you mean like uh? I've had a loading problem, like, it only happens when I'm going, like, 220 plus. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see the map, just the graphics go away, and just a big blank square comes into it, and then when I get to that square, I fall through the world and just keep falling. That hasn't falling. happened to me. It's happened twice to me so far. I do have an issue with the loading times, though. Oh, really? At some, like, it takes, like, 10 seconds just to pause the game and go into the pause menu. You that that does suck. Like, there are some loading issues with this game. Yeah, when you finish a race, you don't see your UI. No. That sucks. Because, like, there could be cops on you. And you have no idea. And you have no idea you're like, being Like, when busted. you finish a race, there's, like, a 10-second delay before all of your display shows back up. Exactly. Because they have to go through, like, you know, they first they do the race stats, but then you're just driving around like, okay, I can't, you can't Nothing. even access Easy Drive. Exactly. And, and you know it's because they're loading... You know the world proper, yeah. Uh, 
And so, yeah, there are certain issues with the loading time for this game. I'd rather look at a blank screen than have that, because that, that has cost me a lot of things. Yeah. Um, especially when you're, like, in a pursuit, and you're like, ooh, I could get 100,000 points for this pursuit, and then, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you got busted because of the loading or the weird glitch that you experienced. Like, yeah, there are some more annoying things. Yeah, or you think you're moving enough to not get busted. And yeah, and you're not. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, those are the only bugs. If I could get rid of those, I'd be happy. <clears throat> well, I'm sure that could probably be fixed in a, like a patch or an update. Oh, I mean, okay. an actual glitch like that can be fixed. We're both playing on the PS3, so that might be different for another. System. Yeah, that's true. That might be different for the Xbox or if this is out for the PC, which I think it is. Uh, I don't know anything of the Vita version of it, and the version for the Wii U is not released yet. Uh you know, obviously my review is only for the PS3 version, as that's mm-hmm. the one that I have. Um, I will also say that the multiplayer is an interesting experience as well. Because it's super random it in is. the way that they present things. So basically, this is the way the multiplayer works. You jump into the world uh, with eight players, and you just drive around, and then they'll randomly... They have these, like, playlists, and so they'll just randomly give you tasks to do. They'll be like, meet up here. Now yep. crash into six cars. Now do this race. Now yep. go make a peanut butter sandwich. Now yeah. <laughs> you know, like now go outside and play with your kids. <laughs> do this other race. And then they like tally all the scores and pick a winner. But it's like it's just the most random things. And it's like, well, what if I just want to go online and just do races? Well you can't. You can't because the, like, once again, because the single player has no real structure, you're faced with a multiplayer that also doesn't have a traditional structure. To where it's like, all right, I'm going to do this, like, racing circuit. That's not the way that yeah. it works. Yeah. And and I was also disappointed because in Burnout Paradise, which, again, I have to bring a comparison to, in sure. the multiplayer, when you wanted to do a race in the multiplayer, all, all you had to do was the host would go into the options and select to start a race, and then they would be given the map of the city, and they could set their own waypoints and make the race as long or as short as they want and as complicated as they want. And that's not in this game. And I kind of wish that it was because it made for very interesting races, especially like really long Grand Tour races where you would go around the entire city. Like it made it interesting in that way. And so I was kind of disappointed that this didn't have that. And I'm also disappointed that there are no police in this in the multiplayer. No yeah. cops in the multiplayer. Yeah, that is a I understand logistically it would be difficult because of the way that you lose the cops to like would they need every player to lose the cops at the same time and what if one person got caught and the other people didn't like i understand that it would be very complicated to do the cops aren't as difficult as they were in need for speed black uh they don't have helicopters no they do not um whenever the swat comes after you it's very limited like i had whenever i got to six bars Mm -hmm. i had one swat car come after me and that's it just one they set up the blocks but they don't come after you and that was a bummer because once you take him out, he's gone. He's done. No more. So I wish they were a little bit more of a challenge. Like, yeah. Um, what was it? GTA has the army eventually come after you. Yes. <laughs> and tanks like and helicopters yeah. and rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Up the ante a little bit. There are no weapons, obviously. They're not shooting That's true. at you. They're not shooting. The, the, the only real weapon, I guess, is the spike strip that the interceptors drop. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, the cops. And then another thing is, uh, if you if you don't already know, they don't explain in the game. But uh, if you do lose the cops and you hide, you can actually turn the engine off. Yes. And the cooldown will go down a lot faster. Yeah. But there's no real way of knowing that that option exists. I saw it in in one of the hints. 
That's the only way I saw it, you know. Yeah, like on it's the just scroller. I don't know. It's one of those weird. Once again, it's an example of how this game doesn't present anything to you. You know, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. they put you in this world and they just tell you to you know drive. Yeah, drive. <laughs> do your thing. Do whatever you want. Which I get. You know, that's what you want in an open world sandbox sure. type game. You just want to go in there and do whatever you want and cause havoc. And you know, they do a good job of allowing you to do that. One thing though that I was disappointed with, because I'm such a big fan of the Burnout games, is they took away the crash camera. Because in the Burnout games, whenever you took somebody out in a race, it would, like, slow down and show them crashing. And they completely took that out. And all you have is, like, a little yeah. text that comes up saying, oh, you Crash. took him down. It was like, oh, yeah, the takedown. oh, okay, I guess I took him down. It didn't look impressive. But and that text jumps up right in front of your right face. Right in front of your face. And it's and like, you can't see. oh, yeah. shit. And you're, yeah. There's some. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I have wrecked several times because of that. I've gotten into uh, wrecks because of how realistic the game is. Because hmm. if you're racing on a dirt road and the car in front of you is putting dirt in your oh, face, yeah, you yeah. can't see a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see that there's a parked train coming up on these tracks and you, you just run right into them. Do you go first person or third person? Third. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. In the original, I went first because I like that feel mm -hmm. of being real. And another thing you're comparing to Burnout, I'm comparing to Need for Speed Black. Um forgot what I was going to say because well, I was go. coming to that. Oh, well, continue. Your yeah. Um, I'll think of it. Uh, well, here's a question for you. Are you playing with a regular controller or yes. a move wheel or whatever? I would like to get the we a wheel of some sort because that's what I had in the original mm -hmm. was a force feedback wheel. So I was wondering because, like, I'm obviously I'm playing with a controller, but this game is very much a super fast arcade style racing game. So I don't know, like... Would it be like how it would feel with a racing wheel? Like when would you ever drive 220 miles an hour crashing into everything? Like would it would it not feel strange racing with the wheel? Nah, I think I'd like it. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> That's what I prefer. Well, it's just fun. I will warn you: don't immediately then go into your car and start driving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was always my biggest deal with like like Grand Theft Auto. Uh -huh. Is I would be causing complete mayhem, and then like, oh, I gotta go to work. And it was always this like <laughs> surreal moment where I got behind the wheel of my car, and I was like, okay, time to obey the law. <laughs> <laughs> I had that moment too. Yeah, it's very because <laughs> you get so used to like running red lights and stuff in exactly. the game, and then like you get in your actual car, and you're like, wait a second, this is I know. Real. it's very surreal, yeah, and especially real. like coming from a game like this where they want you to speed and crash into people. You know, it's like, okay, don't do that. <laughs> I remember what I was gonna say. They don't. You can't be the cops in this one. No, you can't be the cops in this one. See, I miss that too. Yeah, I miss being able to bust. People. Something tells me they're gonna put that in a download. I would love to see that in multiplayer. You know, like you get to be the cops. It'll yeah. probably be some kind of separate mode because once again i don't know how the police chases would work open world with eight people yeah because of the way that you lose the cops in the single player i don't see how that would work in the multiplayer unless there was like well just make it so they never miss you know you never really lose them yeah that might work yeah that's true that's true then they would need the helicopter yeah it just needs a little more needs a little more love mm -hmm. it's not quite there but it's for me it's about an eight out, out of, of ten. ten yeah, yeah. the yeah. game overall I'd say so. I don't like giving numerical scores for my I, reviews. <laughs> but I will say that I recommend this okay, game. Okay, it's about 80% of where I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I, I recommend this game, especially if you enjoy, uh, if you enjoyed Burnout Paradise, if you enjoy the Burnout games, and if you enjoy the Need for Speed games. I mean, it's a good racing game. I don't know. It's not the classic, like, oh, I got to fine-tune, you know, my 
suspension type of racing game. Yeah. And it's not a sim type racing game like Gran Turismo or Forza. You know, that's not the type of experience you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. But if you like this type of game, then you will like this game. Mm-hmm. So on, on that, I have to recommend it. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend it. Okay. Well, it sounds like um, there was a lot of positives and negatives in there. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing to take away from this is that most of the negatives that you both had were comparing them to other games that you played. Yes. So, or they were technical. Or that. Yeah. So if you're someone like me who, who just hasn't played many racing games, period, yo, yo, then like I'm it. just going to focus on the positives. Exactly. And say I, I mean, like I, said, like, like so I said, like I said, my biggest complaint with the game was about uh, reusing certain road structure or layout from yeah. Burnout Paradise. But if you've never played Burnout Paradise, it's literally something that you won't even notice. You know, like it's not something you can complain about unless you've right. played that game. No, I have no complaints about that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Know, yeah. Well, my plan was to get it anyway. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I was already convinced. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But looking at this, uh, this, this footage on YouTube is... Uh, More than convincing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Looks awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah. And I mean, once you have it on your HDTV... Like a YouTube video, or whatever. Like it looks so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like this game just looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. They, the Criterion did an excellent job with the graphics engine. I mean, I don't know how they did it, but it looks great. Okay, will you two be sure to update us on the next episode of how your race races turn yes. out tonight? Yes, we're gonna be clamoring at the <laughs> wheels of at the life cl- at the clamor- <laughs> okay. of impatience to uh, to find out that um so of course if you were on the fence for need for speed mm-hmm. most wanted um <laughs> hopefully that helps your decision just realize that, like the race is going to be interesting because like i said your car selection in multiplayer is completely different from single player mm-hmm. and i don't think either of us played a lot of the multiplayer Not so one game. our yeah exactly so our car selection is going to be that great but if it's just you and me we it pick won't the matter. same car exactly yeah, yeah, exactly yeah i you win it, some i'll win some it'll yeah. be a good time okay. that'll be fun i'll win more but <laughs> I mean, you might. I I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm confident. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Need for Speed, Most Wanted. Positive review overall. Yes. Oh, both yeah. Both these yeah. guys on that note. So, okay. Well, on this note, we're going to go over into the wrap up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to discuss what we're going to talk about in two weeks. Yes. So, on my end, I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show that there is uh, a Comic Con that comes to New Orleans every year now. Um, I have yet to go. <laughs> it's only been the past couple of years, though. Yeah. It hasn't been a thing that's been going on I've forever, like them. San Diego or something like sure. that. It's a wizard world, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is wizard world in New Orleans. Um, I'm hoping to go to that. I believe it's on December 1st and 2nd. This will be the, the first year third, that I like don't that. go, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to go to that. So if I go to that, I'm going to come back with a rundown of the latest you know, movie announcements and all those kinds of things and, and stuff like that. I would... I'm really hoping I can go. Uh, if not, then between now and then, I will most definitely have went to the theater to watch something because I'm just aching to watch something because I haven't been since like Amazing Spider-Man, I think. And that's that's too damn long for a movie geek like me, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. expect a movie review on something or expect a rundown expecting one this Comic-Con. Time. <laughs> well, they can kiss my ass. Nah. <laughs> Harsh. Well, I'm not going to watch Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. I just can't. I can't. Sure, I couldn't bring myself to do, to do it. it. But um, on the next episode, be be on the lookout for something. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you what I'm going to talk about on the next episode, and I can tell you what I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about a book. 
I'm not going to uh, review a video game. I'm going to review a game console. That's right. On the next episode, mm. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the Wii U. And I'm going to give three mini reviews of uh, Wii U exclusives, Nintendo Land, New Super Mario Brothers U, and Zombie U. Okay. Yes. So, no movie review for me next week. <laughs> Steve is going to do the entire show again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll, I'll have something. But that sounds great. Yes. Fantastic. Can't wait to hear more about that. Um, so, I guess that's it for today's show. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. All right. I am. <laughs> of course, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which Stephen mentioned earlier. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Awesome Podcast Network. Be on the lookout there for screenshots of things and new projects. And he'll be mm. posting some comic strips. That's right. Also, uh, once the Pursuit of Red X teaser and everything is out, I'm sure we'll be sharing it all to everyone through that page and etc. So go there if you just want to kind of find out and keep track of what's going on with us, as well as the other podcasts on the network, one of them being 80s Revisited. Take a blast through the past with 80s Revisited, uh, where they talk about 80s films and cinema and all those things that were going on in that area, that era and period of time. It's also Duo Attack, which is a Hero Clicks podcast. So if you're looking to get into Hero Clicks, it talks powers, uh, strategies, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, check out Duo Attack. Of course, all those podcasts can be uh, found on iTunes as well as Stitcher.com. Yeah. Once again, my name is Tim Bridgewater. You can find me uh, Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 2. You can follow me at Tim Bridgewater 1 on Twitter. Yes, and of course, I'm Stephen Nocentelli. You can follow me on Twitter at Steve Nocentelli. And if you're bored, you can think finally back on the comic strip Real Super, which was on real-super.com. <laughs> It's just like we want to laugh every time you do that. I hope so. I mean, I need to make light of it because I was really depressed the other day. If anyone out there would like to contribute to Stevens, uh, some some funds so he can keep his site going. You know what? Hit us up. Geeklydose at gmail.com. We can set up a PayPal account. Any donations will help keep a creator creating. You I'm know? not going to stop creating. But. Well, you, did you, you had to mess it up. Like <laughs> all right, all right. I had them in the palm uh, of my hand. If you do not donate, I will commit suicide and record it and put it on YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> Even though I will be dead. Oh, that's incentive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My zombie will upload the video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So until next time, for Geekly Dose, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'm Stephen Dosentelli. Jesse Sedgley. Thank you, guys. Come back in two weeks for your next dose. At the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.